Good morning, team. How are we going? Oh, yeah, very well, very well. Bad. So now tell me, what time is it there? Uh, it is 7.49pm. And tell me exactly where you are right now. I'm in my living room after a 12-hour shift drinking a bottle of Peroni. <laughs> I just wanted the town. <laughs> oh, right. Well, you said exactly. You know, I, I still don't know where you are. Uh, that would be Rygate, Surrey. All right. Rygate, Surrey. Now, you have just finished a 12-hour shift. Obviously, UK is big news in Australia and what's going on with COVID-19. You're a paramedic. People are coming out of their houses every Thursday night to clap you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the NHS is an amazing thing, obviously. We are being clapped, which I feel a bit of a fraud about because maybe a couple of weeks ago when COVID was, um, you know, coming out and, and scaring everyone the most, we were quite busy, actually. We had lots of people calling, worried about symptoms, worried they were going to die. But now that there's a bit more um, information and people have more knowledge on it, less people are calling for ambulances. So to be honest, it, it means I'm less busy. The hospitals are still crazy and, and doctors, nurses, porters, receptionists, all hospital staff, they're amazing, except I feel like a bit of a fraud with the clapping because, because <laughs> so far the... my experience has been lots of time to study, let's right. say. Right, <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Well, now tell me, you had an alleged coronavirus case. You went through a bug. Your fiancé reckons, yeah, you had COVID. You reckon you didn't. Can you just describe, did that go on for like the whole two weeks they talk about? Yeah. So the, so the UK, they're not testing people. You only get tested if you're admitted to hospital or you live in a high risk place like a nursing home or, or something like that. So I wasn't, they are actually testing healthcare professionals now, but when I had it, I wasn't able to be tested. They just quarantined me for two weeks. Uh. I still don't think I had it. I think it was laryngitis, except because of the lack of testing, there was actually no way for me to know. I just had a temperature, a sore throat, I had a dry cough, which turned to a productive cough. Um, I mean, yeah, so you had for a lot of all the intents and purposes, according to the NHS, I had coronavirus. Right, yeah. okay, right. but you couldn't say it 100% for sure. And you, no. you're through it now? Are you are you feeling any symptoms from that, from those couple of weeks, or is, is that all gone? Yeah, no, I feel completely fine, to be honest. As soon as the temperature disappeared, which makes you feel bloody rotten, we all know, I, I felt fine. I felt absolutely fine, just didn't have a voice for a couple of weeks. Okay, right. Hey, now, because I mine my family for material for the radio all the time, yeah. I told um, the story about the old man that you went to and that you had to tell his family, look, we don't think he'll overcome this at home, but we're not sure he will at the hospital, but you can't come. Like, you've got to say goodbye to him today. The coast was very sad about that story. I was very sad about that story. But you have amazing news. Yes, that was gut-wrenching and, and the, I shed a couple of tears over it. But I'm happy to say that my 87-year-old male has been discharged and is recovering at home. Oh, that's great <laughs> it's, news. It's just, just so beautiful. Because, I mean, really, there's your prime target for this disease, isn't it? 87 years old. Um, yeah, absolutely. And he I got mean, through. I was saying to the family, and I truly believed it, he will not survive this. Oh. And, it, and it, you know, we all sat in the living room and cried and said goodbye. And they were holding his hand and they kind of passed the baton to me to hold his hand all the way into hospital. And I went and visited him a couple of times when I could in hospital because he couldn't have relatives there and I could sneak through in my uniform. And it, it broke my heart every time. So when I heard the news he was discharged, I was so stoked. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that that would have been oh gee, and yeah. and you know you really are. There's so much you you must as a as an Ambo you must be desperate to do more, but at the same time you've got to do what you can do and help everybody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And obviously because it's a virus, there's um, I, obviously they have the treatment when people get more severe symptoms, but there really is nothing we can do. There's nothing the healthcare workers can do. Yeah. No, no antibiotics can fix this. So. Yeah. It's really hard. Hey, and just before we let you go, the um, uh, the one thing you also told me that you are loving about this time is that people are taking, you know, their health really seriously. And whereas, you know, you're you're used to, you know, people ringing up because they've got a sore finger and wanting an ambulance because they've got a sore finger, and people aren't doing that right now. So that's that's a good thing. Well, yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? I it would be amazing if this could reset things and and kind of make people rethink what is an emergency and do I need to call for an ambulance right now because because it was it was a bit silly before. Yeah. And yeah. um and yeah, I, I, that would be of all this chaos and all this crap, it would be nice if something like that came out of it. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and tell me, what is the worst one? What is the worst emergency call out you've had? Because we get, we get them here too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I once had to go on lights and sirens to an 18-year-old who dropped something on her toe. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, and, I just didn't know what to take. Like, what should I take? Should I take some paracetamol? <laughs> <laughs> and, and is it true that um, if you uh, go out to someone who's very, very unwell and when you get there, they're just hungover nine out of ten times, it's an Australian? Do you know what? It's it's so embarrassing because that is absolutely true. And, uh, and I, went, I once went to this girl who was hungover and sick at work who they had to call an ambulance for, and I, I just wanted to say to her boss, this is not what all Australians are like. <laughs> I promise. I promise. I promise. But even now I'm not even convinced. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Jemima, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I know it's very late and you've got other things to do, but uh, you're doing a great job. Keep fighting that good fight and looking after all those people over there. Thank you so much. I love you both. See, I love you.